Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the podcast with Royce Chambers from the Bow Hike Podcast and Wes, who is the guru and the man behind the scenes for the Born and Raised guys. And I uh, had a blast recording this one. It's a really fun conversation, picking Wes's brain on kind of how he got into the industry, starting with South Cox and then becoming uh, what we know as the guru or the man behind the scenes for the bro guys. So really cool episode and uh, just a lot of really fun laughs and stories with Wes. The guy is a absolute funny storyteller and just a great character so uh, if you guys have a chance please go on to the website at www.onpointpodcast.com sign up for the uh, newsletter if you want i just restocked on all the hats after hoodoo i got plenty of inventory left so if anybody has a certain hat they want i probably have it and uh, that would be amazing on there but yeah be sure to sign up for the newsletter it's free it's not just a bunch of spam um, there's going to be exclusive, uh, one or two exclusive offers each each newsletter, but really it'll give you a heads up on what's coming out so you can make sure that you're downloading the episodes as they come out, especially the ones that you're interested in. Uh, also, one more thing is that we're only 10 uh, reviews away on iTunes from hitting 100, and uh, the deal was is when we hit 100, I'd do a giveaway, make it a cool one, and uh, just really appreciate anybody that goes ahead and uh, does that for us and helps us hit our goal so those are really all i got that's all i have this is a collaboration episode so royce will be coming out with this one as well on his podcast be sure to check his podcast out and uh, i'll see you in the end guys bye all right let's get this thing on the road man because we got to go kill a bear after this yeah we do well actually Chantel has to go kill a bear after this fair i am seceding my tag i am hanging what? it up I am I am quitting bear hunting for spring this year, and I had a good year. I think I saw twenty three, which was better than last year's. Yeah, that's pretty good. Seven. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good year. Yeah. You just, uh, yeah, you so got you got to pretend you only shoot big bears, right? So yeah, I mean, after that, after that little one I shot. Although you are sitting on my nicest bear. Yeah, I am. That's a beautiful bear. That's an awesome bear. It's a pretty looking bear. Yeah, yeah. that thing was like kissing two hundred. I'm guessing. Um, it doesn't look like because I trimmed so much off of it, but yeah, I was so poor back then I couldn't afford to do anything. But actually, just that, I couldn't make a rug out of it or anything. That's exactly oh, that's what I would do. I would just probably like take a tuft of hair and, uh, <laughs> and wrap a small piece of leather around the top, <laughs> put it on my keychain, and that would be my bear mount right now. That cost me one hundred thirty-five dollars, dude. And it was hanging on the wall. Right Listen, there, buying a house and being an adult sucks. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I know this. You guys know this. Yes. The American people know this. <laughs> being an adult, Royce, twenty twenty. Being an adult is garbage. <laughs> Listen, well, I, I'm not old enough to be president, but I would be a fantastic president. Absolutely. Uh, I'd vote for you. <clears throat> I'd let anybody come here as long as they paid taxes <laughs> and worked. Anybody. Come okay. on in. Come, come legally. On in. Yeah. And you have to vaccinate your children or go to Canada. <laughs> so the real question is, is why are we not like somehow recording this on the mountain looking for bears? Because that I'm down. That is the the real thing. The this question. might be a short podcast, guys. Yeah, it's probably not going to be that long. Although it could go forever. We may have to do a part one, part two. Yeah. Well, good thing it's like what's the longest day of the year coming up? June twenty first, I believe. Right? Yeah. Is it June twenty first? I don't know. First day of summer. Isn't that the longest day of the year? Or not? The summer equinox. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that should be the last day of bear season. Uh, they're moving it next year. Moving it Dude, up. There's, up. They're, they're going to screw there's it up. There's so much stuff. Yeah, I was just talking to Chris about that. He's like, I'm going to send you an email. <laughs> He's like, I can't talk to you about all this stuff because it would take a million hours. So I'm going to be going through that stuff. Stuart? And, uh, Dunlap. Okay. Chris oh, Dunlap. Yeah. So, Dude, it's going to be – yeah, they're doing a lot that I'm not like – 
You know, there's, you know, the going to the drop. We can get into that. Yeah, but, but we don't uh, need to. There is so much stuff I disagree with, but you know what? They they're trying, and and you got guys like Wayne um, from the Borac that I think are doing a lot of good things. Yeah, sure. some of his ideas um, I haven't been on board with, but that's just because you know, like moving the the bow hunting date later to just September first was one of the ideas. I'm like, well, what about velvet blacktails? You're like, right. Never going to probably shoot one ever. Well, but then again. like, but then if they if the two seasons didn't coincide, that could be beneficial too. Like California, they have an early deer season that's right. an archery deer season, and yeah. then they roll into rifle deer season. I think that that yeah. would be beneficial. But yeah, you know, I, I'd be interested in seeing what goes through and, and with one, kind of Wayne at the helm. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Like about a mid August, like a mid August uh, deer season, like August twentieth. That'd be sick. You know, if it for opens just absolutely. Well, just for deer, for Dude, you know across how they the state. have the coast. The Cascade rifle. Oh, to, why don't we have that for archery? That's yeah. a sick idea. That is a sick that's, idea. That's an like early draw tag. Yes. Yeah. For archery. Yeah. I think a draw tag for archery. Yes. That would be great. That early, be and then just it becomes your tag, just like Cascade. Yeah. Says. Yeah. That would be sweet. Especially if you could draw a second choice. Yeah. Well, duh. Boom. Yeah. I love me a nice second choice tag. <laughs> yeah. So that way you don't lose any points. Wait, man. didn't you didn't you put in for bears this year second choice? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about that. Too soon. I don't really want to talk about that. I'm kinda go. I'm kinda mad about that. Yeah. I really wanted a bear tag too, but Did I was like <laughs> not enough greedy. To put for second, first choice. Yeah, I was just greedy. I was like, Oh, you know what? I am gonna apply for this yeah. first choice and then this nah. second choice. Nah. I pr- so now that you have a point or how many points you got? I got one. Okay, so now that you have a point Next year, are you going to roll the dice again, or are you going to, like, for sure get a tag? Uh, I'll for sure get a tag. It'll be the the zone we're in here. Okay. That, yeah. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah. roll the dice. Yeah. I, even though I know a lot a of lot. people that rolled the dice and won. I bet you had a 1 in 10 chance of not drawing at second choice. Probably. It was that. It, that I know bad. a ton of people literally every single person that i know that put in for a second choice like oh yeah dude i, I got it i'm like yeah you're the only person i know that didn't yeah see me <laughs> like Maybe everybody there was something uh, wrong to happen with the application i have no idea but oh yeah well uh <laughs> let's get some intros going on here because i've had royce on the show a few times uh yeah, i think your listeners are probably this is what i am to you <laughs> garrett's like well i need content and this guy's not <laughs> he's, he's not that interesting but he's not that not interesting so like <laughs> come on over man let's let's record uh yeah. i don't have any beers left because i gave them to wes mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> yeah so come over i'm gonna text uh, kim and tell her to bring no, some dude, over you don't for you it. don't text kim and tell her to do that. that's fine no i'm gonna make you feel like a piece are of you crap. driving today i thought i was yeah well duh. well you are you cool like last time him and i drove together he's like why do you drive like someone's shooting at you I'm like, no well, that was mitch that says that <laughs> you do drive terribly you're one of the like thank you you you're i don't know how you, sense of pride i don't know how you haven't like <laughs> piled a couple trucks up i was gonna say don't you drive around like logging roads and all that i do all all day yeah but garrett doesn't garrett i drive really well when i'm in my work truck though yeah garrett forgets <laughs> everything so i think he forgets how to drive gotcha introduction for wes <laughs> shitty driving by garrett hi wes how you doing doing well i'm doing well so let's uh wes from bro mm-hmm. and uh you could say the the face the the go-to guy the bro experience that's me that's you oh i don't know about that i'm like the more guy, <laughs> guy behind the scenes right but uh yeah i work for born and raised mm-hmm. right how long have you been doing that for for working for them yeah. or just media stuff? Working for them. Working for them. Last year, July 15th was my first day on the job. That's it? Mm-hmm. I feel like you've been long with them longer than that. 
It seems forever. <laughs> no. Do you think they're going to make you like an anniversary cake? In the July? better. The yeah. better. <laughs> Trent, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I expect that. Yeah, like an anniversary cake or maybe like a limited edition Ginger Bro t-shirt. I'm all in. Yeah, that I'm would be cool. Ginger Bro? Yeah, yeah, the only one. That's a thing? I never heard of that. I don't That's, know. I like that. Red Beard? Yeah, like Red a, beard, like a, soul ta- a soul-taking t-shirt. Mm. Nice. <laughs> I think I can get into that. <laughs> well, they, you know, I could see him going down like Dairy Queen and then getting you like an ice cream cake. He'd probably give me a ring pop or something for like a, <laughs> a, dilly bar. Like a three-year-old. And he's like, here you go, Weston. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do you remember much. those Dennis the Menace uh, pops from uh, the face that had like the little red nose? Oh, yeah, with the bubblegum eyeballs? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, they need to bring those back. They just need to like bring ice cream men back. There's nothing that screams childhood like burning your feet on asphalt chasing an ice cream man down the road. Because you're not shoes on. They still have ice cream men. The guy drives around here, oh. and I get the goosebumps when he drives by. <laughs> My butthole puckers. I'm afraid, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm afraid he's going to take me in a dark room in the back of that ice cream truck. <laughs> but uh, so we had you on the show, man, because you got some cool stories about kind of your journey into the industry working um, for South. And that's – I'm going to say that's a feat in itself, not – slightly against South, but because you have to kind of, from my understanding, earn the ability to go even go on a stock with them and, and let alone carry a camera. So that to me says a lot about you because that's one of the masters of stocking mule deer. And if he trusts you enough to get within four yards of a mule deer and not blow it for him, that says something about you. So I have a lot of respect for what you do and everything. And uh, I, I'm excited to hear some cool stories about <laughs> that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... My journey with South, man, that's like the <laughs> beginning of my media videography stuff. Basically, at the time, I had never produced anything. I'd never even really filmed anything at all. And South was in contact with some guys that I knew, and he was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a videographer. Who would you recommend? And just by hearing that, I threw my name into the hat. I was like, "Just <laughs> this is my chance, my opportunity, you know. Yeah. And I remember as soon as South said, yeah, hey, let's do this. Let's make it happen. I said, sweet. I'm ready. I'm dialed. I got onto YouTube and literally typed in how to film. Really? Oh, 100%. 100%. I was just – had no idea what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to do it. And I knew the basics of like – in high school, I took um, <clears throat> some photography classes. It was all film, though. It wasn't uh, digital. That's how hmm. – I don't, I don't think I'm that old, but that's how old – you don't I seem am, that old. I, I don't know. I'm 26. No. Yeah. So you're younger than you were 26. I'm 29. Yeah. So you would have thought that I've been doing digital <laughs> photography in my high school. Maybe my yeah. high school just yeah. had no money, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. So um, no, on a he was like, "Well, what experience do you have?" And I was just like, "Honestly, uh, I have none." <laughs> I was like, "But I guarantee you, I can keep up with you, and I guarantee I'll do a good job." And him being just a little bit skeptic, he's like, "Okay, well." He didn't want to pay me anything, <laughs> I would say. So I said, okay, here's the deal. If you make me a recurve and then you make one from the opposite side of the grain, you know, the wood grain, okay. so they looked mirrored identical, if you make me two of those and make one for me and make one for my dad for, so I can give to him for Christmas, mm-hmm. I'll do it for you. So he said, okay. So that was that was the filming really? and editing. I didn't – I mean, I actually lost money on that trip. Yeah. But uh, – no, 100%. I, I got a bow, and I got a bow for my dad to give him for Christmas. That's so. like your internship, though. Everybody's got to <laughs> take, like, even whenever you start, like, a new job or anything, you have to take, like, 
a year or two of like, I'm making no money or, or little to no money just to learn the trade. Right. And you going in like, dude, that's crazy. I would never have the balls to tell somebody of that level. Like, well, yeah, I'll do it, man. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but like, yeah, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty ballsy. And obviously it paid off. And to have him trust you too. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I'm a con artist. It's like, I got you. Yeah. Tricked him. But, uh, no, it it was, it was good. And, um, the deal was I had a guy that I was kind of working with and doing some stuff with, and I was supposed to be the guy that went and videoed it. And he had like a degree in media and just graphic Mm. design and everything. And he was supposed to edit it. And I brought it back to him and we were, you know, quote unquote partners. And he said, Oh no, dude, there's not a good, he said, quote, there's not a good 10 minutes of film in this Hmm. after 10 days of filming him. And so I was like, you are kidding me. And I said, I got kind of upset and I said, there's no way I had some choice words. And so then I typed into YouTube how to edit a video and taught myself (laughs) on the spot, really on the spot. And then Fast forward three months, and I had a video submitted and made it into the Full Draw Film Tour. Seriously? 100%. Does it sound corny? That is a goal of mine, to someday have a film in the Full Draw Film Dude, Tour. Dude, it's not hard. Someday. It's you not just, hard. You just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my turkey hunting video would be a good uh, good start. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <sighs> if that turkey hunting video was out east. Yes. 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 I've gotten a lot of compliments on that stupid turkey hunting video. Dude, Videos. I haven't, I haven't watched I it. I came out with two. First yeah. one was such a success. Now your videos really annoy me. I'm so think- pretentious I can't watch them. <laughs> I don't think either one has a thousand views. <laughs> but the ones that have watched it have really enjoyed it. <laughs> but uh, so you started off with what kind of camera and where did he supply the camera gear? No, so I I had I bought one. Okay. It was a Canon 5D Mark II. It was a, okay. it was I bought it used with a battery pack. It was 1500 bucks. Jesus. Um, it was, it was nice at the time. Um, and I had a 24 to 105 L series. And then I had a a wide angle. It was a crop sensor. And so that was something Mm. I had to learn how to, (laughs) oh gosh. Um, you're so far over my head. Like I know I should be way more farther beyond on my camera gear. I just know I have that camera that camera, I call this lens the long lens. <laughs> <laughs> I call that one the short lens. And they're black. And they're black. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this one can film arrows hit out to 80 yards, and this one is like <laughs> for, uh, you know, that's, that's what I know. When yeah. you're filming yourself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That one I can film myself. With yeah. If I put We're on the same level. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a camera that I have two lenses, and one I'm like, this is my short lens. Yeah. This is my long <laughs> lens. And the long lens is a full frame lens on my crop sensor camera, so it's like a super long lens. Damn. So, yeah. you're, you're more techie than I am. Is that a. Is that that's, a cr- listen, this is what Sage told me. This is all I know. Sage is like, yeah, this is for a full frame <laughs> camera, and you here, have it. And then I put it on my camera, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is different. Cool. Huh. It's like one and a half times. One point, it's like 1.37. Yeah. Something, something, like something dumb number. It's funny. If you want to get into the industry, like you're like, oh, I'm just going to have to become a really good hunter and be able to film. But no, you have to be an expert in cameras, editing, hunting. Like you have to become a, a, so good in so many different areas. It's it's insane. Do you have to be an yeah. expert though? Or do you just maybe, have to oh, wing no. it and go maybe, full no, send on YouTube? rabbit ears expert. Like, yeah. I'm good enough to get the job done here. Barely. <laughs> and with the editing I can do the editing it and also stuff. depends on kind of what kind of job you want like sure. for me I'm not going to work for uh, Rock House Motion or right. I'm not going to work for 
the super high end guys that do like all of the Under Armour stuff. That's not me. That's just not even what my niche is. That's not what I want to do. I just want to be the guy that's like along for the stocks. Yeah, along for the stocks, and I can get what I need to get. Like you tell me what I need to get, and I'll get it. It's not, I'm not going to say I'm a budget videographer, <laughs> but I'm not rocking a red dragon, which I don't. You might not know what that I, is. Isn't but that like a fifty thousand dollar camera? Yeah, it's like what they use to film like NFL games. It's like ninety oh. k oh. or some ridiculous yeah, it's, thing. It's yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, as far as like, no, everyone says, dude, how did you make it in the industry? And I think a lot of people have it kind of wrong that I never had the goal of making it in the industry. That wasn't, I literally just wanted to be outside more. That's all that it was. I I worked for my dad as a foreman. I built built houses. I did all the framing and foundation work for him. And I was like, man, I, the more I did it, I, I love my job and it, and it paid well, but I was like, I just... I, there's something more and I just literally just, I just want to be in the woods more. Hmm. I didn't necessarily have to shoot the thing. I didn't, you know what I mean? It was just <laughs> yeah. literally, I just wanted to be there for the, the quote unquote stories for the adventure for everything. And, um, that was my Avenue. And so far it's, it's paid off fairly well. <clears throat> yeah. That's and, really cool. Yeah. Especially like with the bro guys though, I've, everything you guys kill is, is like basically something you killed. You know, like everything seems yeah. like a team effort. So no, uh, yes. Uh, no. Yes, it is a thousand percent that way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I have a sense of ownership in, in every every kill that I've vid- videoed. Yeah. I have like a sense of, yep, I I filmed that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So you've technically you've shot more things. If we're getting <laughs> get it get it <laughs> shot with the camera, you've shot more things than they have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have been shooting things for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. I remember the old like I had. Bro DVDs. I kind of miss the DVDs. I need to buy the the seven DVD set off Camo Fire so I could have them all again. <laughs> like, it's like 10 bucks on there, isn't it? Yeah. It's Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like, like a seven DVD set. Like or $24 for all the DVDs, like all the old films and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking somewhere. Oh, yeah. In my garage, I was uh, loading some stuff up for Hoodoo, and I saw the Stalker Stick Bows uh, DVD down there, the newest one he came out with. Oh, I haven't even seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you serious? I'm not even kidding. Uh, how much of that? Footage is yours. It's all his. It's all well. All you know. How much did you film it? Oh, any of it? Uh, I, I imagine ninety percent of it. <laughs> ninety yeah. percent. Well, was Cody's hunt on it? Uh, I think with him and Cody ooh, in Nevada. I think where Cody just swung and missed and swung and missed. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> isn't that the, the story of Cody with a recurve? Oh, <laughs> like, dude, he's killed some. Stuff. I say yeah. He's yeah. killed some yeah. sh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> he he has. But uh, Zach, my buddy Zach Henderson, filmed that there and then my very first time ever filming south or anyone Mm -hmm. uh zach was there doing the exact same thing with me we kind of tag teamed it okay nice Mm -hmm. so let's go ahead and fast forward so you got the job you become a youtube uh videographer like maestro yeah your your education was through youtube um which more power to you you know i'm a youtube i've learned a lot off that Mm -hmm. so um there's nothing wrong with that. I produce YouTube content for guys that want to learn. So you can do you can do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, I even learned how to use uh, After Effects on YouTube. It took me hours, but I was can, gonna say your intro is pretty sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. The the glitch thing that took me eight hours to do, like eight seconds. So, with your supercomputer? Yeah, with my supercomputer. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, twelve core. I like to say that because it sounds cool, like a, like a V12. <laughs> you should just call my it. My old v- computer was a two core. Call it a V12. <laughs> it's like a Honda. 
versus now I'm driving like a Ferrari. I still can't use the capabilities of the computer, but I have the capability. That's crazy fast. <laughs> it's super fast. Yeah. It's super uh. fast. But where I was going with that is I, I want you to kind of like take me down the path of where South, where you were filming and like he wouldn't let you go on stocks and then kind of how you kind of earned his trust and, and, and the process and what you learned along the way. Okay. <clears throat> so just like anybody, your first year of hunting with somebody, you're getting the quirks out, right? You know, any anyone listening to this, like you're hunting, you can think back to your hunting partner that you were first with. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got to kind of learn the ropes. Um, it was year number three before he let me go on a stock with three him. years mm-hmm. <laughs> before he like, yep. no, hundred percent. That and seems really like a long time. You also got to think of like every hunter or organization or whatever. They have a different idea of what they want out of it. Right. South is more concerned. I would say my personal opinion, South is more not concerned, but South cares more about actually shooting the deer. <laughs> than getting a sick shot. Yeah. Yes. Right? I'm the same. <clears throat> same here. So <laughs> South has got no problems with just leaving me up there, you know, in the sniper's nest, just phone scoping or phone something. scoping. Basically, actually, it was just a giant lens. It was very heavy that I carried hmm. around. But um, yeah, so it took a while till I was like, hey, South, um, you're number three. Let's just Let's just mix it up a little bit. And um, I don't know, on the last Colorado hunt, did it show him losing a deer? Man, it's been so while. But I, yeah, I saw it as soon as it came it. out. I, I need forget. to borrow that DVD from just you, do it, yeah. by the way. I'll just give it to you when we're done. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, so like the very first stock ever that I went on was South. We spotted this buck from the rim, and I took a mental picture of where that buck was. And we get over to where we're going, and South starts stalking above this rock and i was like i tap him on the shoulder and you know, it's there's no wind like we're being very quiet mm. and neither of us are wearing pants which is the funny <laughs> part but i go i go south south that buck that's the buck's not there he's like yeah it is it's right there i like i said no the buck's on the next one he's like no it's right here I'm like, okay i'm not gonna argue with you i'm, like, I'm just in a video mm-hmm. creep over to the edge takes us like 15 minutes you know to get over <laughs> to this edge he looks down there's no buck there and he goes yeah, you're right. The buck's not there. So I was like, okay. So we get down there. Uh, <coughs> South leans over the edge. And the buck, I mean, literally, South leans over and looks straight down. And the buck is right there. He And he looks at me. And it's just hand motions now. There's no talking. He said he just points right down. So I creep up. And I, I remember, like, trying not to fall off the edge, too. And I remember looking between my feet and I remember seeing the deer's antlers between my toes <laughs> Whoa. and I was just like my god this huh. is close yeah and I remember just holding the camera like I had to tilt the screen because the screen is out over the rock just videoing and one thing leads to another the buck jumps up because he, he saw a shadow or something and it runs out to like 22 ish yards and south pulls back and the buck was quartering away, and the, and he put it too close to the to the shoulder blade, and so it missed cavity. I think I saw that on okay. that DVD. I think because it took some it took yeah. some tricky videography <laughs> of getting it into focus because I was zoomed in. Yeah, you got to be quick because I thought he was going to shoot it in his bed. But so, anyways, we lost that deer, and that was the first stock that uh, he let me go on. And then the buck that he ends up killing, um, I got stuck standing up. I didn't know the buck was there. I got caught mm. and stuck standing up, so I had to handhold it and 
very, 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 very slowly over a course of probably 10 minutes shrink to my knees. Really? And then he, it stood up and he shot it and it fell over a cliff. Did you see that? I don't remember. Okay. All right. I have well, such I'll a bad basket. memory. I'll I can basket. watch movies for the first time like 10 times. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the buck, <laughs> that buck went over the cliff and uh, yeah, it was an absolute mess. So, but, I mean, after that first stock, mm-hmm. was he like, all right. Yeah, he basically, yeah, he basically realized, okay. And that's where I think that, I don't, I'm not going to say that I separate myself from other videographers, but I think that's one area where I shine is in the moment when something needs to happen. I've been there and hunted and made all the stakes, just all the mistakes, just like every other hunter that's listening to this has made. So I'm able to like know, okay, what the animal's going to do and the hunter's going to do to put myself in the correct position or to help the hunter or to range the animal. I don't range the animal very often, but, uh, you know, to figure that whole thing out. Like, uh, for instance, in Wyoming last year in Land of the Free 2.0, I was with Trail, and he was just kind of up high. And my vantage point was – I knew exactly where that bull was going to come up. I was like, I was like, Trail, 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 come move here. He's like, I got a good lane. I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you, you need to be right here. Mm. And he's like, moves down, and 10 seconds later, that bull walks out and just yeah, smokes it. And he goes, one, dude, I – he's like, dude, I would not have had a shot up there. And I was like – Huh. I didn't know that, but I'm just telling you what yeah. I was seeing. And Dust off is, the old <laughs> shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much. Hey, you're like, it's no big deal, dude. I'm the man. Like, you can you can go ahead and I put, am, bro. Put, put my name on that tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just let me punch that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me no, it, it, so, I mean, I, I don't know. What's, um, <clears throat> like, what are your ambitions, like, for, for this, for videography stuff? For, for this? Yeah, Eventually, for you know, like. If you see the YouTube stuff, it's pretty low. I'm not going to say, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty low videography quality. It's not like, you know, I'm doing Casey Neistat vlogging stuff, yeah. you know, that's crazy detailed. I'm not a detail oriented dude when it comes to videos and stuff. Um, so I kind of wanted to keep it lower quality. That way I could bust out content quicker and faster and easier, uh, which has really worked well for me. I mean, not half and not, my audience does not expect some really cool shots out of me. And yeah. like when I shot that buck this year, I thought it was a, I've said this a million times. I thought it was the buck I was after and uh, it wasn't. And uh, like my buddy, I was harping on getting, getting the footage. Cause this year we're going to film something. And uh, as soon as I saw the buck, I hop out, <laughs> hop out of the truck. Yeah. And uh, he's like, camera. I'm like, no, let's go. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, with a few more expletives, uh, we went and killed that buck. And I'm like, as soon as that, you know, I got in the moment, it was like the kill switch was engaged. Yeah. And it was like, nope, we're putting this, we're, we're getting it done. I only had that morning to hunt. And uh, so priorities kind of go out the window when I film. And, and every year I get closer and closer getting into the full jaw film tour where I have to go against my own grain where it's like have to be a little bit more detail oriented probably. Um, you have to get a lot better footage than what I do get. Can't be like this Blair Witch project out there looking yeah. for <laughs> mm-hmm. looking for a deer. So I mean that's that's really where I go. And the, the, the on point, my goal for this is to make it a living someday. You know, um, and eventually uh, trans. You know, I'm not gonna say follow kind of what Gritty's done, but he kind of has laid the the path for guys like me and him and Cody Rich. Uh, the guys are way bigger in the industry, where they kind of. Grady's done a lot more of the higher end videos. Eventually, I'd like to do get into that, but that mm-hmm. is like ten years down the road, probably. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my goal for the podcast. Royce, I don't know. Yeah, I, mine's it, dude. It's just fun right now. Yeah, like 
I got a lot of stuff on my plate. And so like the thing for me with filming hunts is like, so I self filmed the fall bear hunt and it's awful. Like every time I look at it, I hate it more. So I think I'm going to take all that footage and re-edit the video. Really? Like, make it. Yeah. Why not? Well, the, the video, I'm like, when I, I'm like, does this sound decent? I'm like, that's not, that looks like something I would have done. Like that, that edit. Yeah, dude, it's exact. I mean, it is what it is. It's simple, like videography. Like, yep. there's no fancy. Like, I don't know. For me, like, I would rather be hunting than like shooting shots of snakes. And there is a shot of a snake in there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shooting, like, I don't know, time lapsing a water drop coming off a tree or something is not my forte. Like, I want to like pound the ground, find animals, shoot them. And if it just so happens that like the animal's not going to be in the shot, and I'm going to kill it. Like then You're I'm going to kill, kill it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what separates a lot of people that are like putting out these super high quality videos. Like I guarantee you somebody like, like Jason Matzinger or somebody like that, like yeah. they're going to pass so many animals to make sure that they make a perfect film. But is, yeah. but what it comes down to is what's your passion? Is it hunting or is it filming? Because I feel like a lot of people's passion that put out these videos is filming. Like you talk to Sage and he loves to hunt. He's a, but he's a, first. that guy's a videographer. Like, yeah, that's his passion. He's going to make sure to get the shot. Like, and that guy's good at what he does for me. Like my passion's hunting and, and the filming comes as a second for me. And if I don't put out a hunting video, like no sweat off my back. Yeah. You know? So, and, and right now it's spring bear season. Like Garrett's taking time, taking days off of bear hunting to record podcasts. And I'm like, nah, I'll wait. Yep. I'll wait until it's over and record then because that like, takes discipline, man. Cause I, I want to be out there right now trying to fill my tag. Right. But, but you want it to be your living someday. But like I, you can't be one foot in one foot out. Sure. Right? You can. I'm doing it great. <laughs> doing a great job. You at can, it. as long as you don't have the, inhib- the, I guess the desires that you have. Right. right. No, I mean, that's why so many guys get into, you know, they have the Instagram, they do all this stuff. They have a YouTube channel, but they're one foot in one foot out. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you have basically this, I'm not going to say cesspool cause it's like a negative word, but this, <laughs> this, this giant crowd of people that are on the same level. And then you have a few guys trying to grasp their way out of there. And I feel like doing that little extra effort and being a little bit more disciplined and having a better work ethic that's how you're getting these guys that are raising above out of the crowd, honestly. Sure. So, sure. I mean, I've been told two to three episodes a week with a salary, with a full-time salary job and a YouTube channel on the side, that's not going to work. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's been freaking tough. And there's been a lot of times where I fell short of that, but it's doable. Sure. But you yeah. have to put this in front of stuff. You can't, you have to plan your life around, honestly, a lot of your day around the podcast mm-hmm. or your week around the podcast. You can't plan your podcast around the week. So, right. I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but I mean, that's my thought on that is just honestly, is just like I said, hashtag grind and grow this year. And that's mm-hmm. honestly been a grind and grow. Yeah. I've been kicking, kicking myself lately for not spending more time on it because I do really enjoy recording podcasts. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes I like, I've been going through this thing where I'm just like, who do I, who do I even talk to? Like who, what, <laughs> yeah. what guys do I reach out to? Like I'm not in like soliciting these people to be like, Hey, I have a podcast. It kind of sucks. I don't have that many followers. Like you want to come on it? And like, what what are you going to talk about? And it gets for me, like, I feel like I'm talking about the same thing over and over with different people, which is fine because everybody has their own story. So like, even if you're asking similar questions or going over similar things, but then like you bore your audience, right? Like I had a guy tell me, uh, Scott Carr tell me like, dude, I love your podcast. It's great. Like I've really enjoyed it, but there's a few episodes that I've just like turned on and turned off because they have no interest. Like I have no interest in the journey of the episode mm-hmm. is how we worded it. And I hadn't heard that before. And I was like, 
dude, thanks for the constructive criticism. Like, I appreciate that. He's like, no, it's not criticism. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. But like now, no, because I mean, if, if the bro guys and Wes talk about shooting flying squirrels in Venezuela, I'm not really interested in that. I would be you know, super or, interested in that. Actually, you know, that like, sounds fun. I pulled that out of my idea. ass. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up at the next PRO meeting. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> Dude, that would that's be a thing, actually, that, that with a shotgun, that'd be freaking sweet. Dude, I was thinking with the bow. Yeah. With the bow. Yeah. I've got, the, I got the arrow right here. Oh, yeah. Right there. So, I don't know. I, th- I think that certainly, like, when it comes to bro, and it's their living, like, obviously, you have to prioritize your job. I don't just, like, not like not show up to work to go hunting. Right. Right? Like, work comes first. So, for you, this is a job. I'm taking two days off of work to go do this hoodoo thing. Yeah. Fair. But this is your second job. Yeah. No, I agree. Totally. So, this is, your, this is what you want to eventually, like, become your career. Mm-hmm. So, you have to pour everything you have into it. And, like, I'm trying to start a whole nother business. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm literally, like laying here getting you know like what do they call it quartered the medieval torture where you stretched a hor- stretched and quartered i think it's just stretched i have no idea but i yeah. know what you're talking about yeah so i feel so like that, i feel like, i feel like that way but i just got one loose arm so i can just like <laughs> hanging out on this side but that's how braveheart died right yeah yeah yes freedom yes. yeah that guy uh so i don't know it's <laughs> it's uh it's tough to find a balance but i think eventually i would like to as things settle down like chantelle's done with school and some more things. I have time to do some more things. I'd love to get more involved in it. That being said, it is very hard if you don't have two guys that are into the same thing, at least two guys, to film a hunt because, like, trying to film yourself is ridiculously hard. Like, more credit to, like, Tim Burnett and Remy Warren and those guys. Yeah. Dude. That is insane. The amount of, like, effort that they put into filming themselves and how good of a job they do at it. Mm-hmm. That is so hard. I can't hardly film myself shooting my bow without my tripod tipping off the picnic table at the, you, you, at the range. You like, guys keep going. I'm going to grab you as something besides a stool to sit on because I feel like you're dominating. <laughs> like I'm, I, I, I feel rise, like I'm looking I'm at you. Yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> if you're fine sitting on it, I don't I'm, have to. I'm fine. Okay. I'm just. I'm just. I got restless legs. See, my wife has a freaking comfortable makeup chair that she does makeup in, and it's <laughs> super comfortable. So. I'll just sit on a stool. So, king of the castle. like you're saying about the self filming, I I do this. Like, this is my job, right? All yeah. the filming and stuff. And when I go to hunt, I don't touch a camera. Sure. And it's because, number one, I know everything I need to do, and I don't want to do those things <laughs> while I'm hunting. Yeah. And number two, it's because, well, now I have the chance to hunt. I'm not going to let this camera get in the way, like you're mm-hmm. talking about. And that is what makes, um, like, Born and Raised so cool so special because everyone does a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. And so like when it's, when you're Hunter, you're Hunter. Yeah. Like, that's you it. are not anything else. And when you're videographer, you're a videographer and you don't even pack your binoculars, which I kind of don't agree with still because <laughs> there's a little bit of a, I feel like the videographer should be able to need to know where some things are. Cause right. I've been in that situation, but nonetheless, that's kind of <laughs> how it is. It's, it's the self filming thing is, Hard. That's out of my level. Hard. Yeah. That's out of my level. Y- unless you've done it, you're not going to appreciate what Remy Warren does, dude. It's just after I did that, I felt like messaging him. I'm like, "You're my new hero." Like, <laughs> yeah. like and dude, that guy's a killer. Like, yeah, they get it him, done. Him still. and Tim, you know, Tim Burnett. Burnett. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're both great hunter, like great hunters. But yeah. the fact that they do it and they're self filming, holy crap! I tried doing that with the first turkey video this year, and I barely got the turkey on video when I sh- when I shot at it, mm-hmm. and. uh 
I was like, how? Imagine if that was a deer, it would have walked out of the, out of the thing way quicker than a turkey. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, like, if you and I were hunting together, Garrett, like, both of us obviously have enough enough like motor skills with a camera to at least run it and put something in focus in focus and in the shot. So like, if we were hunting together, then a film could be made. But like mm-hmm. certain guys I hunt with, I'm not just going to be like, hey, dude, here's a camera, like. You know, they might not even <laughs> turn the I damn do. thing on or like, or like, you know, you're like, did you get that? And they're like, yeah, press the red button twice. You're like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. So record and record. Yeah. You got one second <laughs> of nothing of like yeah. your face while you're turning the camera yeah. on. So it's like, I think that too is like fine. If you want to put, get this stuff on film, you got to find a hunting partner that is, not, is like, first off, you can't have a selfish hunting partner. And, and that's a thing where like on opening day, my, this is, if I had an ideal hunting partner, like opening day, we flip a coin. And like, all right, dude, heads or tails? Heads, okay, you want to shoot or film? Oh, I want to shoot. Cool. You're shooting all day, hmm. just like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to film and call all day. Like, that's it. And then, you know, that flips and flops. So you have to be selfless. You can't have a guy that, like, wants to squeeze in in front of you and shoot a bull out from underneath you. Because, yeah. like, I've hunted with people before. They're like, you got a bull coming in. I got a perfect line. And they're, like, trying to sneak up to, like, make sure they have a shot as well. And then the bull blows out of there. And you're like, dude, what the hell? And so you can't have that. You got to have like a good partner and that, and trying to find a good hunting partner, like they need a Tinder for, uh, for hunting partners. <laughs> Honestly, that's like one of the most frequently asked questions on our Instagram and email. Is it how really? to find a good hunting partner? If I, we knew we would let everyone know it's, it's damn near like f- trying to find a wife. I, I got a, uh, guy sent me a book. Um, the Ten Commandments to Finding a Hunting yeah, Partner. Yeah, yeah, we. I think we got that same thing. Yeah, uh, I'm drawing a mind blank. Art is it Aaron? Uh, shoot, sorry, dude. I'm totally mind screwing. Put like, it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super, super cool guy, and uh, it was it was actually a pretty interesting. I read the whole book and everything, and and uh, it sounds more impressive than this. It's a pretty skinny. Was book. it in big font? Because I know you're not good at reading. There was no pictures. So I'll put it that way. Mm, that's rough <laughs> it was that's rough <laughs> i like i like these pictures but uh and it was it was a good read i'm like yeah totally makes sense been there you know when anthony and i started hunting together um as soon as we heard a bugle he'd knock i'm like oh don't be one of those guys don't be one of those yeah. guys like you're just yeah and, and it turns out now, now we're like best friends and everything but it took a while yeah for us to hunt together and uh you know it, it's just you're gonna go through some turds i mean mm-hmm. you gotta you got you know Dude, I've hunted with a lot of people, and a lot of those people, now I found out, like, okay, I'll go bear hunting with this guy, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go elk hunting with this guy. Mm-hmm. Or, like, this guy can't... Is that why you and I haven't been elk hunting yet? Together? No, yes. we haven't been elk hunting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, going, we're going elk hunting this year, that's so right, it's fine. Right. Um, oh, we should film that, now that we think about it. I planned it. on it. I never thought about not doing it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I need to get one that's of those. That's because he's two feet in. Yeah, <laughs> true that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm a foot and a half in. Uh, uh, I need to get one of those capture things. Because that's my biggest complaint is carrying oh. a camera around. Sucks balls. What yeah. the heck is that thing? It's, it's, dude, it's, it's a life changer is what it is. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a clip and your camera just slides in and locks right there. And so it just chills. How's it come off? You just press the button and pull that's it off. It? Yeah, yeah. And then I run the same, I run the same thing, the mm-hmm. clip. Well, it's a different one, but... It's the same model for the. It's the same female version for the base for, for the base on all my stuff, so I can go here to the five different tripods, monopods, and jobies we have, and everything. So that's sweet. How much stuff do you carry? Like, if since I now, carry, so I carry everything a hunter would carry, except for the weapon. Mm-hmm. 
and game bags. I don't carry game bags. And binoculars? And binoculars. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. But I carry wind. <laughs> I carry wind checker also. Oh, yes. I carry uh, two knives, like kill kit. Like I carry everything just because I'm smart. You know, Two knives? My, I got my, made my, fun every, of. My everyday carry and then my... My one, my one knife in my pack. Oh, see, the bro guys made fun of me for when I told them what's what's in my pack. <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you well, do it. If you if do it, Trent made hunt? fun of you. I guarantee you, you could make fun of him. Oh, dude, I carry like thirty five pounds for a day hunt. Oh, dude, that's ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's, that's you could atrocious. you could like everything. But Jimmy Dean thing. can get by ten days with that same weight. I'm actually having him on the show, and <laughs> we're gonna talk about. Some of that stuff again, but yeah. um, I do carry two knives, but one's just like a scalpel blade, like super light replaceable blade one, mm-hmm. which I hate for doing like big stuff, like separating hip joints and stuff. It sucks. I always end up snapping a blade and then sketchily trying to grab it while not cutting my hand. What's your second knife? Uh, it's a Benchmade. Uh, yeah, see, I carry a flay knife and a uh, outdoor edge. I don't carry a flay knife in the woods. Really? No. Uh, it's finding my its way into my pack less and less, but it's so nice for getting the back straps just. Yeah, I just do it with a sharp, regular knife, <laughs> and then like bone out. I do like a rough. I usually like roughly bone out meat with a regular knife, and yeah, throw that in your pack, and then like yeah. s- scrape stuff off. But mm. the scalpel blade works good for that too. But I just I get tired of breaking them. And my question to a lot of guys that runs those is like, what do you do with your broken blades? I guarantee you, these guys Dude. just throw blades over cliff edges. I've seen on Facebook forums, people talking about leaving their blades mm. in gut vi- in gut piles. Gosh, that drives me. And uh. that's, to me, that is like the lowest of a human being. So a bear will eat it? Yeah. That's low. Dude, that sucks. Or, a, or you know, they're like, oh, just, yeah. just saving whatever. No, dude. You're, you're an idiot. That's a dick move. I've never heard of that. Dude, I always like, I've seen that. Wow. If you crush a water bottle, like a plastic water bottle, that weighs literally nothing. Right, I mean, yeah. maybe like an ounce, or maybe a little more, a couple ounces. You just crush that, shove it in your pack. So I used to run a Taito, mm-hmm. and I had little tiny bottles of Mrs. Dash. You know Mrs. Dashes? Yeah. You know, like the seasoning? Mm-hmm. Kept all my blades and old blades in the Mrs. Dash bottle. That's and smart. So then I had, I'd throw the Mrs. Dash bottle so wherever in my pack. With the Havilon and, and the Outdoor Edge, uh, they come in a little case, and they come with a little back sleeve to put your blades in. You oh, guys don't, don't use that. That's handy. No, I have the Kershaw one. Oh. And yeah, because I've never broken a blade ever. Oh, dude. Uh, on the Oh, dude, you feather that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I snapped. Oh, really? Dude, I, I snapped, snapped like, so many. I had one. Uh, when was it? Last year, I shot a bear. Huh. I I've snapped never broken two them. blades on the same bear, and then I yeah. was like, "Forget it! It's not." Well, it's even- not a crowbar. It should be. <laughs> it should be. I <laughs> broke on my fall bear last year. I broke three, and like what? Yeah, and I was like, so there was a dead stump like that. We had I had shot the bear, and it slid <laughs> down, and I like we wiggled it. It was like on a steep hill, yeah. so like we wiggled the bear down to the stump so that we had it leaned against something at least, so that it wasn't gonna roll down the hill, and uh, and I was like making sure I knew where the blades were, but I was like sticking them in the duff on top of the stump as I was breaking them or they were going dull. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, thought about it. I was like, I could just leave them there. And then I was like, well, some deer or something's going to come yeah. by and eat on this stump. And like, how much of a <laughs> dick would you feel like? And or like an these people that going to pick it up yeah. because it's shiny and put it in their net. Just whatever. Gosh, just, I just, th- those people piss me off. Yeah. If you're one of the people that thinks leaving a knife blade in a gut pile, so a bear eats it, you're a douche. Oh yeah. You're a legit douche. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I, I didn't even know that we was can throw thing. hands. We can throw hands if you're one. Yeah, of the Bohike podcast <laughs> endorses this message because I'm only one foot in, so I could call you a douche. Garrett can't. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, actually, I've never called anybody a douche. Yeah, in your life. Oh Please. no, not on, no, not on the podcast. Okay, fine. Yeah, what? I just did. Not where it matters. Hey, what did a <laughs> South video show after the last year in Colorado? Did it end weird? I don't know. <laughs> That's the You're going to need to be more I specific. can watch it with you and literally not remember a damn thing. It's I, when it's when the llama went over the cliff. Oh, uh like cuz there was no video. There was no that. video, yeah. What it just was like this is what happened and we I forget. I <laughs> there wasn't much. So the like why don't you tell the story first of all so people know what you're talking about why is this so not oh, okay. wide hmm? trying to do up and down like a live thing oh you do it this way I'm trying to do this live deal but i got no oh cool uh put it over here oh here sure yeah, yeah. i'll charge you later oh, uh, yeah please. go over the go over you almost dying with a llama <laughs> do i need to get in that frame like, yeah over here. yeah tote you your stool over here king of the castle oh <clears throat> all right there so we took llamas into the Colorado backcountry, and if anyone has ever used stock animals, I hate goats. That's another story. Um, I'm not a fan of horses, and I love llamas. I love it. Wayne llamas. might throw fisticuffs at you for saying. Yeah, Wayne would want to fight negative you. about goats. Wayne Endicott. Wayne Sherrard. Oh, sure. oh, he'll throw hands. With, he'll throw hands with you if you I, down talk his yo, goats. Yo, go go ahead. Sorry. Anyways, well, I had a, I had a. a I had an altercation with a goat on the mountain, but that's okay. Um, so South and I are <clears throat> loaded down. We're 13 miles in, and we're headed farther in for elk, if you could imagine going even farther. We're loaded up, and we're headed down a pass, and there's this cliff edge, and there's like this uh, knife back trail that just kind of cuts back and forth all the way down until it goes down a chute and we're at the last possible spot on the trail where it's just over the cliff edge <clears throat> and the trail um is about 15 yards away from the cliff and we're walking down and south says let me go first and make sure that the you know the trail is like okay like i don't want you to get hurt or nothing i'm like all right that, <laughs> yes like do that he goes he goes the willows are really, really tall where we're at. And so he goes through the willows about 50 yards away to where I can't see him. He goes, hey, we're good. Come on through. I'm like, sounds good. So I'm walking, and I'm walking in the trail. And at first, I'm like below the llama. Like I'm the llama's on one side of me, and then 10 yards away, there's a cliff edge on the other side of me. And so I'm like, you know what? I literally remember thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna switch this. So I walked through the willows, walking like through the willows, trudging through the willows while the llama is in the trail. Behind you. Basically beside me. Now okay. the I have the lead rope all the way up in my hand. I'm right underneath the chin of the llama. Okay. And I'm, so I'm right here. So we're walking and all of a sudden this llama just starts getting squirrely. He like he like tries to run past me and I'm like like holding him back. Like, you know and he jumps like Whoa. into the willows like on me practically and jumps <laughs> and knocks me down. So I like let go of the lead rope with this hand. Cause I'm just trying to catch myself and I'm hanging on. And what, when the llama jumps over me slash on me, he loses his balance and he now starts rolling. So he like falls and he's like 
you know, trying an to find awkward trying llama to find rolling, feet. you know, mm-hmm. trying to get on his feet and he can't because he's got weight on him and I can't because I got weight on me. And so he just starts sliding and I grab the lead rope as he's sliding and catch the lead rope and he's now sliding towards the cliff and I somehow, I feel like I'm on a wakeboard or something, you know, mm-hmm. like I literally mm-hmm. swung to where my heels were digging in the ground and I was digging my heels in the ground, stretched out like I was doing some sort of deadlift or something. And <laughs> I was yelling and cussing at the llama, like, get up, get up, and up. <laughs> you know, just like I was losing my mind because uh. this llama's about to go over this cliff. And there's this sage, there's like, not sagebrush, there's these willows in front of me. And I we bust through the willows and all I can see is, I mean, my lead rope's like five yards long, maybe, you know? Mm. And I'm at the end of it. And I see the llama's ass end go over the cliff, and I said, F it. I really? threw it, and I, I hung up on some willows, and I stopped right there. And I remember just like, I was not on the cliff edge. There was another three yards of you know from where my feet were to the cliff edge, and there's another three yards. And I stood up, and I looked down there, and I was still, the llama was still falling, and it hit the ground and made a horrendous noise and south was yelling at me the whole entire time to let go let go let go and i was just like i was like i gotta save this llama you know Mm -hmm. i just mental you don't i'm like the llama was like 1500 i don't know how much the llama was worth it's not even about money though no it wasn't but i was just like i this llama was gonna die and i was just doing my darndest to keep it that sucks right you weren't gonna die for the llama no but you were trying to not let the llama die right so i was trying not to let the llama die so i let it go and it jacked up my knee. My knee, man, it was on fire. It, I hyperextend. I don't know what I. I don't know what I did. You know, yeah, something happened, happened so to my. Quick. Something happened to my knee, and so <clears throat> I make it down to South. He goes down to the llama. I hobble my way down there. I get down there, and um, we had a bag of quick clot. You know, like that mm-hmm. stuff you put. Yeah, like, you know, we bag cut or something. You pack it on there. We took turns grabbing quick clot and shoving it up into the llama's chest cavity because the llama was standing there. It was still alive. Oh. It's still alive. What? It had basically How far the cliff. Oh. Uh on my old phone. I could I could send you a picture. Send me if a you picture, yeah. 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 Poor llama. And it was standing there and we were like at first we we're like, Oh, it, we're gonna get it to live. Like how freaking crazy is this, you know? And basically what happened is it fell chest first straight on a rock oh. and it punctured oh. and it was one lunged essentially. So then it all of a sudden started getting a lot worse and ended up dying right there. But <clears throat> to make a long story sh- short, I was in no shape to go like the any farther 17 miles in or whatever it was. So we, we just had to go back. We had South was done. That's so crazy. That was, and that was the year that uh, the first year he just let me stalk with them. So and you don't like goats after that, man. Goats are okay. <laughs> goats are okay. It's just I literally he headbutt me and I, I don't know. It was like rainy and I was in a really bad mood and I just turned around and grabbed him by the horns and just <laughs> flipped them over <laughs> and just cussed him out and South's just laughing hysterically. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. What it sounds like to me is that you should pack things with the quads that god gave you and not use livestock you don't sound like a good livestock guy oh man well that first uh that first time ever with south and uh in nevada chasing muleys we went up this 
I remember we went up a knife ridge, and I remember South was above me and probably five yards away, like as in five yards this way, but 30 yards above me on a horse. I remember looking down and just seeing just, and I was just like, I don't know if I could do that. Don't freaking look down. Oh, you were on a horse? Oh, I was on a horse. And I I remember just being like, dude, if I go, I go. (laughs) Like it's. (laughs) <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, your guts, I mean, are, guts are up in your throat. Dude, absolutely. So, You afraid of heights? No, I'm not. I am. Couldn't do it. Are you? No. Are you afraid of dude. falling or are you afraid of heights? Uh, They kind of go hand in hand, don't they? No. Mm-hmm. No? No, because like, I'm afraid of heights and I'm afraid of falling. Are you afraid height. of being in an airplane? No. So then you're afraid of falling. Okay, I'm afraid of falling. Yeah. Does that even make sense? Kind of. Is that how it works? A little bit of redneckery right there, but yeah, bro I mean, science. It's bro science. Uh, it's you don't mind science. being on. You don't mind hiking a, a mountain at eight thousand feet. Yeah, you're eight thousand. You're feet really above high the ocean. Then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm scared. That uh, that trip, I also got a taste of altitude sickness. Really? And it was the first time I'd ever. Dude, it was the. I never filmed anything. I'm like, man, I've got altitude sickness now. I feel like dog shit. This. <laughs> South is going to hate me. Like, you know what? So I was, uh, that's a bad feeling. What's it was it like? It like, was, well, I don't know. I say it's altitude sickness because that's the only thing I could compare it to. You know, or like mm-hmm. I've never had that thing be- feeling before. And that was, that was the first time I'd ever been at 10,000. I picture it like an inner ear infection. Like your th- like motion sickness. Almost. No, it's like dizzy throwing up. It was dizzy throwing up and it had nothing to yeah. eat. Inner ear infection does that. Oh, hmm. yeah. Because I've had those idea. and it's like. What the heck? And you feel like you're going to throw up all the time. Your equilibrium's all off. Yeah. I must yeah. have great sinuses. I pretty much had like the <laughs> worst headache imaginable. Really? I had the worst headache like I've ever had. And I remember just like my body was just heaving and throwing up and nothing would come out because I didn't have anything to eat. And which that was another dumb thing. Why did I not eat, you know, for energy? But yeah. it was just like I remember chugging water. I remember everyone got to – everyone got to – uh camp before i did and it was just like i felt like such a wuss you know it was my first time in the mountains it was uh (laughs) but nonetheless sorry to interrupt you uh i gotta tell you that uh trent said you're fired (laughs) perfect yeah sorry uh you want to film for us this year (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i think that uh not only was was the them hiring you like Probably one of the best moves they've done. You're are you technically the guru? Man, they say I'm the guru. I don't even know if that's the truth. Yeah. I uh, I dabble. <laughs> I, da- I I seriously do dabble. There are so many people out there that are more qualified for this job than me. Um, and there are people out there that know way more about cameras and way more about podcasting and way more about you know just business minded as far as media goes. And uh, but. But yeah, I am the guru. <laughs> yeah, and it was a funny thing when I applied for the job. You know, did you know they had to do that whole video? I know, I know, mm-hmm. the, I know the whole story. Okay, so <laughs> I know the whole story. Oh, my whole story? No, the whole story of the guru. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay. I don't know if we can talk about that. I don't think we should, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But I was not the first choice, which is fine. I got the job. Yeah, but I never saw your guru video, though, dude. It was, <laughs> that's what I was going to talk about. It was the most. It was just I didn't have a camera because <laughs> all of my camera equipment got lost in a 
boating accident. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about that real uh, quick? So, to make another long story <laughs> short. No llamas died in the filming No of llamas this. died. No. Um, just a boat and my buddy's dad's 7mm mag, I believe, and a lot, a lot of camera equipment. Two Sony A7S2s, <coughs> oh, two 5D Mark IIs, two 24-105 lenses for the Canons, Metabones adapters, and two wide angles. I personally... So me, I'm adding that up, that's like six, 7,000 worth of gear. Uh, that's more than that. More than that? Oh, yeah. Holy crap. So it was like total... Like, total loss, it was like fourteen k, fourteen thousand dollars Yeah, total, no, everything. That's that Rosberg Education going to work for me there. But, like, <laughs> out of the rental stuff, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the total, what it was. But it was mostly rental stuff. And uh, so I had no equipment Come or on. even a camera to be like, you know, when I applied for the job, I was, you're supposed to make a video, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like, you know, this crazy, like, whatever video. I'm like, man... And I have 48 hours to do this. So I was like, I just, whatever. I'm just going to give her the old college try. I asked a buddy to borrow his GoPro, and I just went fishing. With the GoPro, huh? I went fishing with the GoPro, and I hooked into like nine bass in the evening. Just <laughs> rocked, just rocked the fish. And uh, just, I didn't have a computer either at the time because my huh. computer crashed. And so I ran up to Salem and edited it and uploaded it. And I was like, well... Whatever. And it was just like, it was just me goofing off, dude. Just kind of like, I went to the dentist that morning and videoed myself. It was a GoPro <laughs> in the denti- at the dentist uh. and just just all that sort of crap. And it was just, uh, I don't know. They uh, obviously saw something they liked. Yeah. Full yeah, that's pretty cool. Send. Yeah. Yeah. I, good move. I mean, good move for them because it's you're like part, you are part of the crew. Like the camaraderie and the chemistry throughout the crew. Yeah, I th- I feel like you're an integral part of the crew now. Appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, I I can't you can't mention the bro guys without thinking of you and in, in, in the crew. I mean, I know. Yeah. Um, that I don't know. It just feels like it's the perfect fit. Just watching you guys probably yeah. feels like you've known those guys for years too. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, <coughs> I vibe, vibe. I vibe <laughs> with the guys well. I do, yeah. and like Cody. Actually, I I work for the Full Draw Film Tour. When Cody owned the full draft, was a part owner of full draft film too, uh-huh. and so that is actually how I got the connection with South. South was talking to Cody and John, the other guy who owned it, and they were like, "Well, Wes, our roadie, our roadie." I was, I do, I was the epitome of a roadie too, <laughs> and all that it means. Yes, um, so that was kind of my introduction to born and raised with Cody, and I uh, went on a spring bear trip uh, with Cody and the snake. Um, didn't see a single bear. That was dope. Um, <laughs> got blasted by rain. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. And then I'd met, I'd met Trevor and Trent and Steve and those guys, but, uh, I really didn't know them besides Cody, besides working with him, you know, periodically for the tour. So it's been, it's been awesome for sure. It has definitely been awesome. It's, it's awesome for me. My favorite part, everyone asked me what my favorite part is, it's about, um, just being a part of something that's so much bigger than myself. Cause like mm-hmm. I personally, I don't feel like I could ever just because I have, I sold, I hold born and raised outdoors at such a high level in my mind of what I think about it. Um, I don't think I could ever just me do 
and it's not a negative per you know perception of myself. It's just I don't ever think that I could do something by myself that's as awesome as Born and Raised Outdoors. And that goes for every single person individually. It takes every single one of us to reach that, to get that one thing, you know, as high as it has gone and to reach the success that it has. Well, yeah, it's like, um, you know, just like any good rock band and then they try and replace one of the members and it just fails. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it is. You guys have the the crew. Damn, you could imagine if the band didn't break up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could imagine. You could imagine. It's... I don't know. I, I feel like it's a great thing you guys got going on, and and the the questions that I see um, coming for you guys are what's next? Like what's what's bro do from here? You know, um, these, the collabs with with the turkey hunt that you guys went on and stuff. Um, do you guys have any plans that you can talk about? Yeah, we got. Uh, I can kind of hint around some stuff. This elk season. Um, this elk season, we can possibly. Um, I would say the, the, if you remember the hype and how crazy it was when they did land of the free one, yes, we've got some stuff implemented to where if, if we can pull it off, it will be, I feel like it will be the next thing yeah. that was big, like land of the free on point coming onto the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Yes. I mean, Wes, I'm just saying like you working for born and raised is a good opportunity, but you getting to sit down and talk with me and Garrett. <laughs> That this is gonna launch you guys. This I think, is the I opportunity think it's of a lifetime. Radar. Dude, yeah. How many follow, how many followers do you think I can get? Dude, I've got it's at all least, about me. At least six. I've got yes. dude, I've got at least like forty listeners. Dude, that's forty I didn't have. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude, I gotta go there because I did not stop laughing hysterically when you and Sage and I and Chantel and Carrie squeezed into Sage's rig, by the way. Awful mm-hmm. idea. Strange noises. <laughs> was there ever a certain time in your uh journey this fall where you you might have had a bad experience while packing meat oh dude <laughs> you're talking about the stop you don't have oh, to yeah. you don't uh, have okay. to go there so i've never actually <laughs> talked about this publicly oh god <sighs> but um <laughs> i will reveal it two feet in i will <laughs> uh, i will reveal it i will reveal okay. it on the on point on point nation, this is for you. <laughs> so, uh, Idaho. <laughs> we Tyler. You were that day, <laughs> giggity. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Tyler Crockett shoots a bull. It went fifty yards, piled up. It was awesome. We got it on like three different angles, I think. Um, I have a front shoulder on my pack. In my pack, we're it's pretty much just a downhill hike to the highway we actually parked literally on the highway and and walked from there so we were hiking to the highway i was get this is like day i don't know blurred (laughs) and i'm i'm pretty ragged and hiking out i've got like the camera light you know on the camera i'm getting the shots and i finally get all the shots so i'm like turn it off i'm just hiking now with the trekking pole and a camera stick and I go, there's this big log. Everyone jumps over it, and it's, like, nasty. There's nobody to get around it, really. And it's kind of, like, up off the ground. It's, like, a, I don't know, two-and-a-half, three-foot-wide log. And it, it's, like, big enough and off the ground enough to where I have to, like, step over it and, like, kind of be off the ground. You know, it's, like, the awkward. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, jumping over height, but it's not climbing over. So I take, like, 
I take my, I'm walking towards it. The log's on my left, and I take my left leg and I go to swing it over, mm-hmm. and I swing it over and I jump off of my right foot and land on my left, but my left foot doesn't actually land. It like hits a stick and like fall, like slips. So my body is on top of the log, and there's I'm about to just sit right on this log, and. Just so happens that I'm looking at a Coors Light bottle here, <laughs> and there's a stob that is about as thick as the bottom of that sucker, and at the what? top, oh yeah, it's about that, it's about that thick. Uh huh. You can't see us, but that's I don't know how many. <laughs> it's like two a, and a half two inches, two, and a half two inch inches piece of pipe, yeah. and it comes up and it kind of like pitchforks, like, like I a don't trident. know, like a trite, yeah, like the devil's trident, <laughs> and just uh, it just does not look that doesn't look good man so all my weight i don't know 195 pounds plus the front shoulder plus camera gear plus whatever goes straight in the bunghole <laughs> onto that stop and it was immediate the pain immediate it was no it was not a hole it was a <laughs> immediate panic it was immediate panic like that is not supposed to be happening I'm a human popsicle. I'm Good. certainly not gay. I know now that I'm not gay. Uh. So, I'm. What happens is my feet end up like in the air somehow because like I'm. I was so top heavy with my pack on that my head is like on the ground, but um, my derriere is still stuck on this stob. Oh. So I'm stuck with the backpack holding me down, pulling me down. With just a cheek, just hanging on, just <laughs> clenching that thing, and basically they, I just immediately scream, right? So they like turn around <laughs> and they just run over there, and like Crockett grabs my leg and lifts it up off the stob and like sets me on the ground, and they're like people are unbuckling my pack, and and I'm just like oh, just standing there, just <laughs> just like <laughs> just, oh god, just hurts so bad, and. <laughs> And I mean, <laughs> I might be fired after this, but Trent's like, dude, I got. He's like, dude. He's like, if you could picture Trent saying this, he's like, dude. Ah, oh, man, I know, I know. And I'm just like, no, no. And he's like, I know. And I, I'm like, he's like, I just gotta see if you're bleeding. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. Am I bleeding through my underwear? And he's like, you know, I took my pants off. And I'm like, am uh-huh. I bleeding through my underwear? And, you know, I bend over. And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, then I'm not bleeding because. <laughs> because I'm bleeding it, on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, because if I was bleeding, actually, you could freaking see through my underwear that I was bleeding. So I'm like, so we're good. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, dude, we're good. It's okay. So if you actually go back and watch that uh, episode, you can see we get to the tailgate. And I just. I'd take a mean pull. Mean pull. <laughs> well, I, I had to. That's, that's okay. the funniest Ooh. hunting story I've ever heard. Like, I'm sorry for your butthole, but it makes for great <laughs> media. It makes for great media. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, too bad you guys weren't filming. Also for the Bohike Nation, sorry. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, I... Uh, Man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get too detailed, but like, how long of a stop are we talking? Um, as far as like penetration, probably an inch. <laughs> yes, I know just, that's. I know so that's like the question. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just for a second. Just, just, just the for tip. A second. Just for a second. No lube, people. Yeah. yeah. No lube. No, it was. 
Yeah, raw dog and a stab doesn't sound like fun, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it didn't in it. Believe it or not, believe it, it didn't even like rip my pants. Really? No. So Were I, you wearing corrugate guide pants? I was. Here's a, here's a plug <laughs> here's for First Light. Here's a plug for yeah. First Light. I don't know if First Light's going to want to endorse this podcast. Yeah. Talking no, about yeah. <laughs> but, um, Dude, they were those pants are stretchy enough. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, if you wore the Obsidians, you might have had an issue there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you can keister a stub without ripping your pants, there's something to be said about yeah. the toughness. Yeah. I, w- I will uh, second that. That's, yeah. uh, yeah. That sucks. It's a rough, <laughs> it's a rough go at it. Yeah. So, so I was, I, I was like, like honestly, is there like any lessons to be learned there. Just when you're stepping over, logs, don't do just, mountain parkour with a shoulder on your back. Yeah. Just look <laughs> to see if there's a stub right there. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah. before you go, you're considering any sort of Kevlar protection for your taint area for the, for the next I mean, season. If they had it, I mean, I don't, I don't do know. Do they if, make a cup for a butthole? <laughs> what is that even called? Butt plug? I don't know. No, <laughs> no, no, that's no, gotta be it, called a chat. That's like a that's 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 a chastity, the same belt. A chastity belt. Yeah, yeah, because it goes all the way around. There. Does it go all the way around? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know. I've never bought like a bulletproof pair of underwear would probably work. Like a couple layers of Kevlar. Ooh, this just doesn't even sound like fun. I don't know. I don't know. I, luckily, I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, uh, but you know that's. <laughs> I could just see Trent. I gotta see. I gotta see. Yeah, well, gosh. it was obviously you know, out of medical. He he necessity. a logger. I guarantee you, he has had something similar happen to him throughout oh, his career. I'm, I don't know if it had to do with his his bunghole, but I <laughs> guarantee you, he has. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh, <laughs> if you got one thing you could tell, like say, say a new guy that like watches you guys, idolizes you guys, loves what you do, like. What would you tell, I don't know, a kid that's like 16, super passionate about the outdoors, wants to make films, wants to make a living at it. Like, what do you tell, you know, you ever heard that Travis Tritt song about like Johnny in the front row or whatever? Yeah. Like, what do you tell that guy? What do you tell that kid to like, that you feel like would help him along his way? I feel like, um, find out what your identity is, meaning don't try and be someone else. Don't try and be Cam Haynes. Don't try and be born and raised. Don't try and be Garrett Weaver be you and whatever is special with you double down on whatever your niche is. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, make sure you're, um, make sure it's pure, like make sure that like your desire for whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it be videographer or I mean a professional hunter, if, if you'd want to say that that's even a real thing, make sure that it's for the good, a good reason. Make sure it's, like to me when someone when i see someone out there on instagram or youtube or whatever when they're doing it just for fame just because they want fame i feel like a lot of people can tell i feel like yeah. it comes off disingenuine and so it's not like i think you can see it in people's work is what i guess mm-hmm. i should say you can tell if somebody's being fake is what you're saying oh, yeah. yeah like to not beat around the bush i there's plenty of people you look at on like instagram or youtube not to steal the moment but you can always tell, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think most people listening can understand too. Like, if you you follow somebody for a while and you like see their their transition, or like, or if you meet them and you, or you know them personally before they start this mm-hmm. journey, and then you see them like putting videos up, yeah. you're like, dude, who is this guy? Like, yeah, that's not the guy that I know. Like, he's he's right. acting a, a certain way, and yeah. so it's kind of it, you know I do that on the YouTube channel because I, I'm way more P, I'm super PG. On YouTube, yeah, but for on sure. the podcast, 
Like when you you and I first hung out, you're like watching your P's and Q's and not cussing. Remember that? And me? You're like, yeah. You're worried about cussing in front of me. Oh, yeah, because you seem like a little PC bastard. Super PC, yeah. And after we got done hanging out, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, what you mean when I slept under my cardboard tent in the back of my truck at Hoodoo? <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. Waking up funny. listening to Ty just. I should post that photo. Do you have a picture of that? I think, no, I don't think I do anymore. Like, just Ty walking up and telling me I looked like a homeless person was probably the highlight. Stubblefield? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got a bunch of beer homeless person yeah that's basically how it went yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean so but to piggyback off what you guys are saying if you want to try and act like somebody else you're going to get tired real quickly mm-hmm. like it's hard to keep it up it's if a, you want to yeah like. if you're just yourself it's like okay whether you like the guy or not trump is trump he doesn't worry about being anybody else. Mm-hmm. That is a guy that doubles down. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and look how successful he on is. On spray tans. On he doubles spray, on spray tans. On, yeah, on the, on the spray tans. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, you know, what, it doesn't matter politically whether you like the guy. That guy is who he is. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right? You can't knock him for not being who he is. Right. He is 100% who he is, and he doubles down when he gets the chance. You got to do that. Like, I'm not trying to be anybody else but myself. And you should probably try to be somebody <laughs> I should else. try to be sometimes, I know. Uh, but, you know, you got uh, <laughs> to be yourself or else you're just going to be exhausted at the end of the day because you can't keep that straight up for years. You mm-hmm. just It's just not going to happen. And granted, you're being fake and that no one wants to watch somebody no. being fake. Right, and yeah, you're eventually going to slip up on something too. Like if yeah, you're like telling a people a story for your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're telling people yeah. something that's not true, like eventually it's going to come out that it's not true. And oh, then eventually. you're going to look, you're just going to like, not only should you be ashamed of yourself, but like people are not going to trust anything you tell them ever again. Like right. there's nothing right. worse. There's like nothing more offensive to me than like somebody not believing something and telling you you're a liar. Like there's no way you could offend me more than telling me that you think I'm lying to you. Mm. So if, if for somebody to keep up that charade for a while, like you should feel like shit about it. If you're, <laughs> if you're not being yourself, you should feel like shit about it. Yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah. Life lessons from Uncle Royce. There you go. <laughs> well, is there anything uh, anything that you learned throughout the thing that you want to, you know, your journey that you want to share? Um, anything else that you feel you could add before we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, and even myself early on, uh, they get wrapped up in what they think is um, successful. They they view other people as like Gary V would say, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh yeah. And I think that, um, that is even more relevant or not more relevant, but it is relevant in the hunting sphere and industry, if you call it. And I hate saying industry, like I'm part of the industry. Cause I don't, I don't really think that I just think I'm part of a group of guys that do outdoor stuff. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think whatever, at the end of the day you define success as, um, that is what you need to reach for. And like for me, a successful elk hunt is ta- just notching the tag. It doesn't matter if it's a cow spike bull. Um, I'm not at the point in my life where I'm, I'm passing elk up. So for me, um, I shot a cow last year. Obviously if, if you know, you haven't seen it, I shot a cow <clears throat> and like I got knocked for it quite a bit, Really, but yeah, just, Mostly just, mostly just like personal, just not even like on the channel, but, mm. uh, but I don't really care. Like, I really don't care about the negative feedback because for every 
I mean, I, I don't know, probably had like 10 messages like, dude, I don't know what you're doing, blah, blah. You're supposed to be some badass hunter. I'm like, I'm not a badass hunter. I'm just yeah. a dude that's like a cameraman and I have the chance to shoot stuff every once in a while. Right. But, it's all, I feel like it's all jealousy. I, I don't know if it's – it must – maybe. Yeah. It, maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's just insecurity. I, yeah. I, I don't know because they – or I, I don't know. Is. So I just want people to – like whatever whatever you just find is successful, whether it's working at a gas station and just consuming YouTube stuff, when you get home, then that's what you should try and be and do. Or if it's – I mean, I'm not going to say be the next somebody, but if you want to be – the biggest version of yourself that you can possibly be, then you should try it. But if you're going to try it, then I think you should really attempt both you know? feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both feet. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just my thing is don't get caught up in what like this person or that person or these guys are born and raised or whoever, uh, just whatever you think is successful. That's what you need to shoot for. Yeah. Yeah. And don't let others like dictate, or put some sort of uh, impact on. I mean, yeah, you can like positively, like you can see, like, oh, this dude got it done. I'm energized. I'm ready to go do it. But mm-hmm. don't be, you know, don't be like, ah, he only got it done because he hunts private land, or or yeah. just just <laughs> that, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I had that same conversation recently with John Gabrio, and you know, I I for many years was I, I straight up say greedy. You know, I was chasing you know, promotions, chasing money. You know, if I made $40,000 a year when I was fighting fire, $30,000 a year was a good year. And, uh, man, if I could make 40, that would be it. I could do this. I could do that. I could be so made. And uh, no, if I could make 50, if I could make 60, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to live up to somebody that, else's yeah, expectations. Yeah, chasing that money. Mm-hmm. And I learned from a very, very successful, uh, gentleman who mentored me for about four years. You know, he's like, instead of, you know, trying to make a certain amount. He's like, you need to ask yourself, how do you want to live? What, what lifestyle do you want? Absolutely. And then focus your efforts around that. And, uh, you know, Aaron Snyder hit it on the head the other day on his podcast. He's like, I built my life around hunting. Cause that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't I think anybody else did it better than him, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> shout out to him. Yeah. You know, he, he's like, I did this because it was going to give me the maximum hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how much I make. I want to be out in the woods. Yeah. And so figure out how you want to live and then go do it. I mean, the dollar signs, if you, the more dollars you make in, in like the WT world, the less time you have, that's typically it. Well, also the more you spend. Yeah. And- <laughs> so, I mean, it, I don't spend very much, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, that's my, uh, two cents. Royce, what's yours? Uh, what's the question again? Uh, life question, advice, I guess. Oh, <laughs> don't take life, life advice from me. I. That's your two cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, just, uh, I just freaking keep it real. Yeah. Like straight up, like that's all just be yourself. And like, like both of you guys said, and like you were talking about Snyder said, just like do what you do. I'm not saying be selfish. Like obviously if you have like wife and family, like, yeah, you know, they come first, but, yeah. but don't, uh, I don't know if it's not something you want to do, like don't do it. I'm not saying what you like, you got a mortgage and you make 60 grand a year and you want to, you know, go film for somebody. So you should go not get paid for three years and and film, but like you were at a point in your life where you could do that. Mm -hmm. And so don't be in a hurry to grow up, I guess is like the thing, you know, like getting all this stuff is cool and being successful and like, but what, what do you see as success, right? Like is having a new truck and a new car and a bunch of debt, like, is that success? Or is it being able to do the things you love? And if it's doing the things you love, then maybe you just need an apartment and a Honda. 
And like, Dude, then you can go hunting all the time, right? Hundred percent. You see that Toyota Corolla? Out there? Dude, that thing's sweet. She's a she's got to put a fart can on that thing. That's Connie. <laughs> yeah, that's Connie. No, I'm just Corolla. I'm just thinking like about myself personally. Like, if I didn't have a, a mortgage on a house and like a truck payment, how much how much more cool stuff could I do? Oh yeah, yeah I've thought about that. So right. Much. So like yeah. looking back, just I was in a hurry to get all this stuff done. I'm, you know, like I set goals for myself when I was graduated high school 17 i'm like i'm gonna own a house by the time i'm 23 mm. you know all this stuff and like i achieved that goal i i'm bad at goal setting to actually like figure out how i'm gonna do it in the middle right i just like made a bunch of money one fire season stuffed it all away bought a house like <laughs> that was that was how i did it i didn't have a plan but just that sounds like a plan <laughs> it wasn't a plan it was a happening but uh <laughs> yeah just i don't know figure out what you want to do and get it done like yeah if you're if you're after something like garrett like be persistent and, and always strive for that. Right. Like if the most important thing in your life is what you should chase. Yeah, I agree all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you should pursue that hard. So, yeah. And if you get a tick bite, like I got right here and it's not warm to the touch, probably should get it checked oh. out. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that thing. How long is that thing? Stuck? Uh, that was on there yesterday. The head's uh, still you need on to, there. You ever, you ever heard how you like, Lyme disease? Yeah. But well, that's no, you, itching. you need to write it sharpie around the redness and if yeah. it spreads then you need to go get checked yeah well feel it it's warm to the touch that's warm yeah that usually means infection doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well are if we i drop over dead here? at hoodoo man you know you're welcome to have the show i don't i don't want your show <laughs> i don't want to be you anybody wants i'm already it. using this show on the podcast <laughs> so everybody knows that yeah <laughs> i pulled that tick off last night man also you guys have now convinced me that i need to jump in with both feet so that being said we can expect more out of you sure good yeah, <laughs> I've can said I be your accountability partner. Partner, dude, you can. <laughs> there you go. Kay. You can if you want. Bring I'm Connie. Gonna... Bring Connie down. You know where I live. Okay, we'll hang out. I gotta get you that desk, by the way. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm out of here. All right, guys. Well, yeah, let's go kill a bear, Wes. Welcome to join us. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna have to go home tonight, but uh, <laughs> I will help you pack it out if you get one, and I'll bring my two year old. There we go. <laughs> All right, later, guys. See ya. All right, that's this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Royce and Wes, for both coming on to the show and having a good time. If you have not, please sign up for the newsletter uh, by going to my website at www.onpointpodcast.com. There's a little blue tab on the right there, and if it doesn't pop up automatically, like immediately, click that little sign-up tab, and then it's free. Uh, not a bunch of spam, maybe one a month. Still haven't even got the first one out yet, but we're trying to get uh, ten to 15000 on a list as fast as possible. That's my long-term goal, and uh, eventually it's going to have some, some killer deals. But I've already got some on the way, some already in the works, and uh, definitely if you're looking at getting some exclusive offers for some backcountry gear, um, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's coming around the corner and uh, totally pumped up for what we have for business relationships that are forming. So as always, guys, I appreciate all of you listening. Every download counts and uh, I'll keep pumping them out if you keep listening. So as always, guys, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.